Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. Oh. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to his purpose, it's his purpose, not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. To those who love God, to those who are called, according to his purpose, purpose, it's his purpose, not mine. Hey everybody, it's day eight of our 90 day challenge and today's subject is authorized assignments. I want to pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to read your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we trust you to guide us and to be our GPS. Holy Spirit, lead us into the spaces and places you called us to and repel us from the places you have not. In Jesus name, amen. We're in the book of Leviticus, everybody. Leviticus, the ninth chapter in the first verse reads this way. On the eighth day, Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. He said to Aaron, take a bull calf for your sin offering and a ram for your burnt offering, both without defect and present them before the Lord. Then say to the Israelites, take a male goat for a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, both a year old and without defect for a burnt offering and an ox and a ram for a fellowship offering to sacrifice before the Lord together with a grain offering mixed with olive oil for today, the Lord will appear to you. They took the things Moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting and the entire assembly came near and stood before the Lord. Then Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded you to do so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Moses said to Aaron, come to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and the people. Sacrifice the offering that is for the people and make atonement for them as the Lord has commanded. So Aaron came to the altar and slaughtered the calf as a sin offering for himself. His sons brought the blood to him and he dipped his finger into the blood and put it on the horns of the altar. The rest of the blood he poured out at the base of the altar. On the altar, he burned the fat, the kidneys and the long lobe of the liver from the sin offering as the Lord commanded Moses. The flesh and the hide he burned up outside the camp. Then he slaughtered the burnt offering. His sons handed him the blood and he splashed it against the sides of the altar. They handed him the burnt offering piece by piece, including the head, and he burned them on the altar. He washed the entire organ and the legs and burned them on top of the burnt offering on the altar. Aaron then brought the offering that was for the people. He took the goat for the people's sin offering and slaughtered it and offered it for a sin offering as he did with the first one. He brought the burnt offering and offered it in the prescribed way. He also brought the grain offering, took a handful of it and burned it on the altar. In addition to the morning's burnt offering, he slaughtered the ox and the ram as the fellowship offering for the people. His sons handed him the blood and he splashed it against the sides of the altar. But the fat portions of the ox and the ram, 
the fat tail, the layer of fat, the kidneys, and the long lobe of the liver. These they laid on the breasts, and then Aaron burned the fat on the altar. Aaron waved the breasts and the right thigh before the Lord as a wave offering, as Moses commanded. Then Aaron lifted his hands toward the people and blessed them. And having sacrificed the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the fellowship offering, he stepped down. Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of meeting. When they came out, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Leviticus 10, 1 through 2. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. That ends our reading for today. And again, the subject for your consideration of purpose today is authorized assignments. I remember it like it were yesterday. My mother called her accountant, Mrs. Petty. Both of them are in the daycare field. And Mrs. Petty told her that she was opening up a brand new facility in Newark, New Jersey. My mother said, congratulations. If you need anything, let me know. She said, actually, I do. Do you know anyone who is P3 certified so that they can become a teacher for my daycare? My mother said, my son has the necessary certifications because when I have the need for a substitute, I made sure that he gets the registered information so that he can step in for me. But if you need him, I'm glad to give you his information. Mrs. Petty called me the next day and gave me the quickest interview I have ever experienced in my life. She said, hey, Mr. Sean. I said, hi, Mrs. Petty. She said, I understand that you're looking for a job. I said, yes, I am. She said, you're hired. See you on Monday. Monday came, everyone, and I was off to the races. Now, orientation was supposed to be from 9 to 12 for the teachers, and I remember walking in excited about one thing, that check. Not the children, but the check. And we got trained at this orientation in everything imaginable. First of all, we got trained in CPR. Then we got talked into understanding child laws. Then we had our background checks. Then we had training with curriculum writing and lesson plans. You name it, they trained us. But all I was thinking about after they gave us the benefits of the insurance and the package for this, what I was thinking about was that direct deposit form because that was the purpose for which I was present. I needed to stay focused. I needed to pay some bills. And this was the conduit by which God would allow that to happen. So after lunch, Mrs. Petty dismissed all of the teachers and told us to go into our classroom so that we could design them according to our preferences. The second reason I felt like this was a God-ordained opportunity was because I was connected to a woman in Mrs. Petty's school, who had over 10 years of experience, but because she didn't have the credential, she could only serve as a TA. So when I am in my classroom, she is beaming with joy around where she could position certain things, and I don't really care. So every single time she asked me, where do you want circle time to go? I would send it back to her and ask, where do you want circle time to go? 
And she would say, you know, well, typically circle time should be away from the door so that children are not distracted by any outsiders that might be waving outside of the door. I said, you know what? That's perfect. Let's put circle time in the corner so that it's blocking the door so that the children can engage. She says, perfect. Mr. Sean, where do you want the sandbox? I said, where do you want the sandbox? She says, well, interestingly enough, art is typically somewhere near the sink so that if the children get their hands dirty or if the sand gets in their eyes or in their hair, we can easily wash it out. I said, genius. Let's put the sandbox near the sink. I was reiterating what she said because I had no sense of joy, no sense of concern. I had no stake in the matter because at bottom, I wasn't supposed to be there. So here I am telling God, thank you for the door and thank you for the seamless interview and thank you for this TA because all of this is confirmation, but I had not really received authorization. So the day is almost ending. I'm now having to use the restroom and as I leave my classroom, I'm walking down this hallway. I'll never forget it. And it felt as if the walls were closing in on me. I felt uncomfortable. I felt anxious. I felt claustrophobic. I felt like every single breath of my very being was shutting down. And I was grateful for the check, but I felt conviction. I was pretending to be called for the check. So I got up and it was almost audible where I heard the Lord say, if you accept this position, you are standing in the way of somebody else's answer prayer. Move out the way. It was clear as day, but God, it contradicted the door you opened. This was seamless. And then I remembered just because it's good doesn't mean it's God. Just because you have favor with a certain person doesn't mean that that's the door God wants you to walk through. Just because it doesn't seem complex doesn't mean it's not a distraction. So here I am wondering how God's going to make a way because I have bills to pay. But I know I have to tell Mrs. Petty, I can't accept this job. I will never stand in the way of somebody else's answer prayer. I go to Miss Petty and I'm planning the worst conversation imaginable in my mind. And when I get to her, I say, Mrs. Petty, I'm sorry to let you know this, but I have to decline this position. I hope that this does not put your daycare at any inconvenience. And I'd be more than willing to step in for two or three weeks until you find someone. And she cut me off and said, Sean, what is unbelievable is that I just hung up the phone with the woman who has pre three certification. She has 10 years of teaching experience and she called to ask if I was hiring any more teachers. And I told her that now my school is full. I will call you if anything opens up because you said, no, I can give her a job. I want you to let that sink because of my honesty with authority. I was able to get out of the way so someone else's prayer could be answered. The very next day, I get a call asking if I would come on a team to create a college, something that makes my baby leap. The very next day, God orchestrates an opportunity to show me that every door that is offered is not always the door you're supposed to walk through. So now that I'm super clear about purpose, I can boldly declare that if this dollar has somebody else's name on it, I don't want it. And if this job description doesn't really fit me, I won't force it. 
I only want to be where God has assigned me and I only want to do that which God has purposed me for. In Leviticus, my friends, Aaron's sons pay a high price for a life lesson. They offer strange fire to the Lord and were consumed. Researchers suggest that it wasn't what they did, but how they did it. They gave God something God didn't ask for. And I believe their relationship to Aaron, the high priest, their dad, muddied the waters and made them lenient in places they should have been reverential. Said shorter, they got too familiar. And what we learn from them as it pertains to purpose is firstly, the importance of doing what God told you to do, not what you think you have been authorized to do. Point number one, do what God told you to do, not what you think you've been authorized to do. Scripture clearly states that these brothers offered something to the Lord that was contrary to his command. I wonder if all of this activity that you have created and this stuff that you have produced is contrary to his command. When we are unclear about our individual calling, we actively walk in the opposite direction of God's command tower. The further you are away from God, the harder it is to hear God's instructions. Secondly, we learn the difference between an authorized assignment and an unauthorized assignment. So for the purposes of this book, I want to suggest that the primary difference between purpose, calling, passion, and assignment is simple. An assignment has a deadline. All of my teachers will get this. An assignment has a deadline. Purpose does not. Calling does not. Passions do not. You could potentially mishear God as it pertains to purpose this year, and God will circle back around and revisit the conversation later in life. But an assignment must be completed when it's due. There is a specific time. There is a specific window for the work God has given you to be done. If you submit it late, even if it is a worthy, the grade is reduced because you submitted the assignment after its deadline. What's due on God's to-do list for you? Today, I want you to get clarity from God about the places with which you spend the most of your time. Then get clear with the people around you. Clarity from God first, clarity around people second. You need to know whether or not you should be expending this much energy and effort in a space you may not be graced for. Have as many conversations as possible with your boss, your spouse, your team, your colleagues. Clarity helps to confirm calling. After you do that, then make sure the permission slip is signed by the father and that the assignment is submitted when it's due. The last thing I want is for you to settle in a classroom as a pre-K teacher when you have been assigned to campuses and churches to create colleges and curriculum for pastors, professors, and new believers. So what is your purpose project? Very simple, write it down. Get clear, get clarity, get permission. Do it in this order, and that's your purpose project for today. I wanna pray for you. All consuming fire, you are our heart's desire. Thank you for convicting us this morning. Thank you for convicting us this afternoon. Thank you for convicting us this evening. I know that when you dive deeply into my life, it is solely because you love me. So help me not to offer anything to you 
that you did not authorize. Help me to steward each assignment with care, knowing that I am who I am today because of you. And I will remain confident in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, amen. For the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. Yeah. I will wait on you. Sing, I'll trust. Yes, God, I will trust. Lord, the Lord, let's sing together. Say, the Lord is my light and sound. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. God, we thank you. All the days of our appointed time, we will. trust in you, oh God. Hallelujah. I will trust in you. Let's sing it again. The Lord is my light. Let's sing. The Lord is my light and sound. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I
goodness, I will see the goodness of the Lord. Everybody saying, I will remain. I will remain. Confident. Confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Everybody declare. trust in our eyes. We won't trust in our No matter what it looks like, we will remain confident in us. No matter how it feels, we will remain confident in this. Oh my God. We'll see the goodness. Sing, I will remain confident in this. Mm. If you would just take a moment, take a moment, take a moment, and reflect on the goodness of the Lord, what He's already done, while we have a hope and an expectation for the great things that are to come, for the promises that have yet been fulfilled, for the promises and the word that he's spoken over your life that you have yet to see. Why don't you give God your confidence tonight? Why don't you cast your confidence on him? Why don't you cast your trust on him? And declare tonight. Make your declaration sure. I will remain confident in this. I will see my children shall be saved. Why don't you lay hold on the promise of God? I will remain confident in this. No matter how I feel, I am the healed of the Lord. Why don't you declare it tonight? I will remain confident in this. If I keep my mind on him, he'll keep me in peace. Sing it tonight. Everybody declare, I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Now why don't you tell him what he's already said to you? Come on, let him know you've heard him clearly and the word he's spoken over your life already. And rest assured that you will see the word of the Lord come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody magnify the name of the Lord for his great promises.